another thing was last time we both called each other co like I don't know how this works. Yeah. Are we both co hosts? Yeah. Or neither one of us are the hosts yeah. and the guests were mm -hmm. both co hosts, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know how that works. Or are we just both hosts? Because technically to have a co host you need to have like a main host. So are we both hosts? Or are we both co hosts? Yeah, that's what I don't know. Yeah. Huh. I'll have to I don't know. I could dictionary dot com that thing and and see. Mm -hmm. Um okay. Well, welcome everybody. This is episode two of the Bradcast. Uh, joining us today will be ourselves, Blaze and Paj. And uh, today we're going to dive into the story of the Wired Die Shop Takeover. This is a fun story because, like I said, uh, we're going to dive a bit more into our work life because uh, Brad is a co-owner of a uh, factory. And just to give you uh, a little review, if it's been a while since you listened to episode one, or if you haven't listened to episode one, by all means, go back and listen to episode one. Please. It's <laughs> terrific. Uh, you know, as Blaze said, I'm Podge, he's Blaze. We have a friend named Brad. Wonderful guy. He is a wonderful guy, and we just wanted a way that we could honor our friend Brad by letting the world know how great of a guy he is. And by... Telling his story in a sensationalized and embellished way, we think we can accomplish that. Most definitely, Paj. So the stories that you hear here, hear here, are are true stories that we've taken some creative liberties with, so that you can understand more about our friend Brad. Sounds about right. So the last uh, last episode was all about him in Canada and his antics there. This episode is going to be workplace Brad, which mm -hmm. is a different side of Brad. Yeah, I'd definitely say so. He's a, still a fun guy, great guy to be around, but he's definitely a lot more serious there than he is, say, at church. But um, this is a time where things got a bit less serious at the workplace. Or a bit more serious. Depends on how you look at right. it. Um, so it all started... Ooh, midsummer of 2017. It was a very, very warm day that day. The AC was down. It was rough. We, we had had all of our doors open, the windows, and everything. It was, I can remember boiling in my in my skin. And the heat it must have gotten to me or something. And as I was uh, using their sand belt grinder, I had accidentally launched a die at a fellow churchgoer who just recently moved on to college, uh, Jacob. And God bless Brad for being there when he was, because he not only saved uh, Jacob's live life, but uh, he ended up leading us on to, to our next great adventure. So just to fill everybody in with this, the company that you work for that is owned by Brad and his mm -hmm. dad, uh, you you work on dies. Mm -hmm. They're that, called wire drawing dies. Okay, because you draw wire through mm -hmm. them to get a, wire to the correct size. Mm -hmm. And they could be used in anything like uh, the gold wire in a spaceship or Whoa. the... Yes, that's another story. Whoa. And um, 
the chain links in a fence. Okay. Or right. even Chinese takeout boxes. Ever wonder how they get them that size? Well, that's how. Yeah, the handle on a Chinese takeout. Mm-hmm. So your job that particular day was polishing or sanding mm-hmm. one of these dots. Mm-hmm. Well, I had to fit it in the cup for to be run through one of our machines. I see. And sometimes you get like these bumps and imperfections that need to be uh, roughed out before. And uh, we had just gotten a new sand belt too. And previously, the last one had uh, been worn. There were a few holes in it. It got the job done, but uh, it was time for change, and I wasn't ready for it personally because I had yet to experience a full-fledged sand belt uh, going at however fast it was, and that's kind of what leads us into me almost decapitating Jacob. So I'm picturing this, that it flies out of your hand, and it's headed right at Jacob, Mm -hmm. and Brad does some kind of flying leap. Yes, he he hears I, the way Brad described it to me was he heard me say "Oh crap," and then he just grabbed Jacob out of the way and pulled him down under the table. Wow! So the instincts were mm-hmm. were so good that mm-hmm. he didn't even have to see what was going no. on. He just heard he knew. and boom, mm-hmm. action. So what that had uh, taught me, or what that had brought upon us, was a. Uh, a quick little removal or reorganization of the shop where he placed the sand <laughs> the sand belt uh, facing towards the other unit. And he did that so I, after hours. Yeah. So you come in the next morning and, and all was, of a sudden everything just, happens to be different. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, this is different. I tried doing I was like, well, okay. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for uh, dropping the hint that I might kill someone. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> No, it was probably for the best. Uh, no more incidents after that. Except for purposeful incidents. <laughs> I wouldn't call that an incident if it was on purpose, but... Oh, well, right. But I'm trying to segue oh, into yeah. what happens next. Mm-hmm. So what happened? What had happened next was uh, I might have let go a die again with my air quotes that you can't see because this is a podcast accidentally accidentally let air quotes f- in the tone of our voice mm-hmm. accidentally let fly another die but this time it was at the the wooden door that separated our unit from the company next to us do you remember what that company what they do mm, no clues too busy oh i won't spoil so, the ending but, but <laughs> it, it might have been some kind of foreign espionage I mean, we're not going to say that it yeah. was, but you might have been doing the country a great service here. I I can't admit to anything, but yes, we definitely put put an end to an awful business that was uh, <laughs> plaguing our nation. And we, we hope that the legitimate business that was next door doesn't ever listen to this podcast. <laughs> or at least they don't try to be a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that'd be a bit awkward. Right. But um, so after that had happened, I had gone up to Brad. And I had I'd sat him down and I asked him, I said, do you care about the people that that are next to us? And he said, yes, but where are you going with this? That's a great answer. And yes, because it leads... 
because yes, it might have been intolerant for me to just go up and be like, "Do you care about them, Brad? Do you truly and honestly care about them?" And well, of course he does. He's a great Brad, person. Yeah, he cares mm-hmm. about everyone. Yeah, awesome person. Stellar yes. guy. Ten out of ten. And uh, he asked me, "So where are you going with this, Blaze?" And I said, "All right, you guys are always compl- not complaining, but always asking for more space and like oh, all the things that you do with more space." So I proposed the idea that we politely go over to the unit next to us and then politely ask them to leave. And by politely, I mean shooting dies at the wooden door until it broke down. And then we stormed them with our dies at hand. And Brad said yes. Which... Did that surprise you that he was willing to do that? Yes. <laughs> and here's why. Um, he's not really an aggressive person, but he knows what's right for his company. And I feel like beforehand he had known something. He'd been, I, th- I feel like he knew that putting, putting me at that, at that sand belt and facing it that direction would lead to something that he had already wanted to do. You know, we hear about in business the idea of a hostile takeover yes. a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just an extension of that kind of thing. And yeah. you're not even taking over their business. No. They are free to continue in business. Just not there. Just not in that particular location. Yeah. And it it was brutal. Uh, we knocked the door down. Okay. Uh, we, stormed, we stormed their palace. Um, I had a helmet made out of dyes. That had to have been heavy. Just a little bit. Yeah. They were the carbide was taken out of them. It was I just see. a steel casing, but okay. it was still still pretty heavy. Right. And um, we were wheel, we were wielding our uh, cleaning sticks, and uh, those are nice and sharp because we also have a uh, grinding wheel. Okay. Where we used to sharpen them, we had prepared for this. Yeah. By regrinding everything, making sure we had all of our inventory in stock. Our cavalry was there. Uh, Tony had his riding lawnmower terrific yeah it was a real scene how many how many men did you have on your side we had good old jesse shane danny wasn't there that day it was the afternoon um we had myself and tony uh mr northern was there as well his dad along with brad it's kind of the general over Mm -hmm. over everything Mm -hmm. um some people got hurt uh tony strained his leg right um, but it was okay. He was just riding the riding lawnmower. Uh, Mr. Northern actually f- pulled out the forklift. Ooh. Yeah, no, that thing's a beast, I actually. Bet. Yeah. yeah. T- just today we were using it to unload some ship- a shipment that we got. Um, Into that new unit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's some irony for you. Oh, well. So the treaty papers were signed. Yeah. There was a treaty. A tre- again with the <laughs> with the vocal air quotes. Yeah, there was a treaty. Treaty, an unconditional surrender. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that. The weird thing was, there was only like twenty of them in there. Like, it's a big unit. There were twenty of them. Yeah, but they, like I said, they weren't ready for right. it. Right. We smashed yeah. in there with the riding lawnmower. Like we were hammering the dies at it, intimidating them a little bit. Yeah. Saying like, oh, what's what's going on here? Are they just like moving things? Uh, what's happening? 
So they were probably a little bit on edge, and that probably affected it. Right. You know, it was at it was during our lunch break to catch them off guard even more. Yeah. Twelve o'clock. Yeah. That was the time to shine. Uh, Tony didn't get his soup that day. He normally goes every day to Giant Eagle to get soup, but he told him that he needs to stay for this, and he did. And I really feel like that that extra support really drove home because like the lawnmower, you hear it, yeah. and that's scary. Right. Have you ever been chased down by a lawnmower? Only three times. Only three. And how scary was it oh, those three it was times? Terrifying. Yeah. No, I really feel like that that almost, that put it on the like put it over. But yeah. This so, is this is about Brad though. So yeah, what did Brad do? Well, well I, it sounds to me like there's a whole lot of leadership mm-hmm. going on. Oh yeah, Brad was commanding us left and right. He was telling Tony to advance while he told his dad to put like to hold back a little bit on the forklift. Then he sent in Jesse and Shane with the melee. They they were our melee units at the time, and uh, they had me catapulting dies with uh, with the belt uh, belt sander, and none of this would have been possible the coordinated attacks with uh meath tossing the dies and then yeah. shane and uh jesse ambushing them when they were cornered it, it all wouldn't have been ha- been possible unless if uh brad if brad wasn't there and then i guess their their higher up caught wind of this and he stormed down there Ooh. yes so he had previously been off off site he rushed down there as soon as possible. Was he trying to be the cavalry at that point, or was he? He was. He was their trump card. He uh. came. He had this smart car. It was just big enough to fit in through the front door, like the door. Mm. So he was able to get that in there, and none of us knew what to do. He was outmaneuvering t- uh, Tony. Uh, the forklift had run out of gas. Oh my! I don't even think it runs on gas. Actually, it runs on some propane tank. Right. Actually. So it ran out of propane. We were we were just sitting ducks, and I was scared. I will not lie, but Brad wasn't. He he knew just what to do. He was jumping over the tables, getting closer to the smart car, running it down as I was being chased. Actually, uh, I'd run out of dies. I and they were just bouncing off the smart car because right. I guess they're actually built pretty well. Wow. Who would have thought? Yeah. Who something thought? something that small. Right. But um, he was chasing the smart car down because top speed's only 15 miles an hour. Well, and it's inside. Yeah, inside yeah. too. And he was hopping over tables left and like left and right. And he finally jumps on top of the smart car, grabbing onto it. Somehow, I till this day, I don't even know where he could have grabbed onto it. Wow. And then he broke through the window and then threw the guy out of the smart car. And then he like did some like e-brake magic and then spun the car around and then he just turned his bright turned the brights on got out and said this is my shop now it was probably one of the most epic things i've ever witnessed in my life Uh, and that was the conquest of the neighboring shop yeah it was intense so what did we learn about brad through this he protects He's a great leader. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, he his leadership capabilities, his he's agile skills. Okay, yeah. Basically like a ninja. Sure. He saved Jacob sure. from just by he, me, hearing me say, oh, crap, and then yeah. just took him in. And he's going for the greater good in mm-hmm. all of this. None mm-hmm. of this was a selfish move no. just for his corporation to 
you know, take this land. Mm-hmm. But this was for the greater good. Oh, yeah. Man. Brad is a great guy. Yeah. It, well, and that is the reason for the Bradcast. Someone, someone else has got to know. Yeah. Everyone's got to know. Yeah. You Not know, Brad, I think, though. I think that this is, yeah, yeah, again. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good reminder. Uh, Brad does not know about the Bradcast at this point, to Don't our knowledge. Tell Brad about the Bradcast if you know Brad of the Bradcast. So we are uh, we're trying to get a few more made. Mm-hmm. We don't want him to never become aware of it, no. but maybe some point in the future. Remember, we gotta give him a Christmas gift. That's right. Yeah, in yeah. I mean, Christmas is still something like. I don't know, 45 weeks away or yeah. somewhere in there. Got to pile them up while we can. Yeah, and speaking of Christmas, I bet Brad knows how many days until Christmas. That was a nod from Blaze. That was, that was a good nod. Yeah, all right. Well, all right. Thanks, Blaze. Welcome, Paj. We'll S- see you next time. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs>